generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Corinthians chapter 9, we're going to start with that. It says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. He should not follow the bandwagon. He should not be caught in a windmill of theological postulations. He should understand God's intention. He should come from a premise of understanding and from a premise of conviction wherein he is able to set aside what the Lord would have him give. He said, let each one give. In other words, he is saying that if you are a believer in Christ, you are not excluded from giving. He didn't say, let some people give. In other words, part of the expression of the new creation is that that person is a giver. Somebody shouts, My father is a giver. So am I. Say, lion no they born good. My father is a lion. So am I. My father is a giver. So am I. He didn't say let some people give. Of course, in Romans 12, it tells us that some people are called to the ministry of giving. Just like some people are given the gifts of faith. But every believer must walk by faith. So whether you have the gift of faith or not, you have the measure of faith. The word tells us that, I believe, Romans 11 verse 3. So similarly, while some people are called to the ministry of giving, the way I preach and lead and administer and govern and create with words, some people are called to be givers. They do not need to hold the microphone because their money speaks volumes. Here. Their money amplifies the message more than the speakers. Come on, get it, guys. Don't be slow, right? So the people who are called to the ministry of giving, nonetheless, Paul says that each one, each one is including everybody, excluding none. So what if I don't have money? Give. What if I have money? Give. What if I'm out of work? Find something to give. What if I'm in transition? Give. And I'll show you uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 how some poor people, Paul says they were poor, but they still give. Why? Because giving is not a function of what you have. It's a function of what God has in you. The premise for that is what you have received by grace. And so giving is not just about when I have a lot. It's about God has done a lot. So if I don't have money, I have time. If I don't have time, I have energy. If I don't have energy, I have resources. If I don't have resources, I have skills. If I don't have skills, I have attention. If I don't have attention, I have referrals. If I don't have referrals, I have a platform. If I don't have a platform, I have a support system. If I don't have a support system, logistics. Are you seeing? Somebody shout, there's always something to give. He says, when you do it in verse 7, let each one give as purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, even though he also rewards a tearful giver. And God is able, let's read verse 8 together, it's important. Let's read verse 8 together. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency 
in all things. They have an abundance for every good work. Then it speaks about God giving bread to the sower, bread to the eater, seed to the sower rather, yeah, and bread to the eater, bread for food. And that he supplies and multiplies the seed we have sown and increases the fruit of our righteousness. One of the major things I want to point your attention to in this presentation of the given, the doctrine of given, New Testament doctrine of given, according to the Apostle Paul, is that he comprises or encompasses all of the different things you could ever ask about given. How should I give? When should I give? Where should I give? They are condensed in a form. And so one of the major things is presented to us is not the step by step, but is the overview, the broad based approach to giving. And one of the central things here is that there's a connection between grace and giving. Somebody say there's a connection between grace and giving. We're going to look at quite a number of scriptures today, but let me just mention this. If at any point in your life you feel you are struggling with giving or generosity or the willingness to share, you just feel like maybe I don't really get this thing wrong. It's not really money you're struggling with. It's understanding that you're struggling with. It's an area in which you need more light and more clarity. And I believe that God is going to give somebody that today. So when it comes to giving, write down these four factors. Number one, there is the truth. There is the truth, which is a factor. Number two, there is grace. Somebody say there is grace. Number one is that there is truth. And I'll tell you how the four factors come together. Why they're so important. Number one, there is truth. Number two, there is grace. Number three, there is faith. Number four, there is trust. And there is the underlying factor, which is love. So essentially five factors. There is love. There is truth. There is grace, there is faith, and there is trust. Let's go again. There is love, there is grace, sorry, there is love, there is truth, there is grace, there is faith, and there is, one more time, let's go. Love, truth, grace, faith, trust, generosity and giving hang on these five things. Is hardly ever about money or the availability of resources. It's an understanding of the protocols of divine distribution or dispensation. The first thing is God never asks you to give without first of all giving. You are a product of giving. Paul says to Timothy, we were born naked and we're going to leave how? With nothing in this world. Which means that the first clothes you wore, you did not buy it. The first cost you took, you did not pay for it. The first transportation you embarked on or you, you leveraged, you did not pay for it. So you are a beneficiary of grace. You are a beneficiary of somebody else's labor, of somebody else's work. Your salvation you received after somebody gave himself to prayer. To break the strongholds and the veil upon your heart. Another person gave himself to preaching. To declare the word. For how shall they be saved except they believe? How shall they believe except they hear? How shall they hear except a preacher is sent to them? Which means that the presence of your salvation, you were at the receiving end. Somebody say, I'm a receiver. And so when God says you should give, he is saying that based on the premise of this. Number one, truth. What is truth? How do these five things connect? Truth. 
tells me what is available. What is available? Truth tells me what is available. Provision is available. The paternity of God is available. The supply system of God is available. What is grace? Grace makes it available to me. Because the fact that something is available does not mean it's available to me. So little old me, bad old me, broken me in fallen Adam, I do not deserve the beautiful benevolence of God, the abundance of his mercy, of his resources. But the worst is that God causes his rain to fall on the good and the evil. So grace makes it available to me. What is faith? Faith makes it accessible by me. So truth shows me what is available. Grace makes it available to me. But the fact that something is available to me does not mean it's accessible by me. So for example, I can have money in my account. If I don't have my ATM card, I can't get it from the ATM machine. Are we following this? So faith makes it accessible by me. And then what is love? Love is why it was made available. Love is why it was made available. Love is the reason it was made available. Truth is that it's available. Grace makes it available to me. Faith makes it accessible by me. What is trust? Trust means that I know that the person who has made it available is still dependable. Are we here? Let me have four, four elements, five elements. Human beings. It's an element, hydrogen, atom, and all of that. Let's go. This is the process of generosity. So, you look like love. Red. Okay. So, this is love. Who looks like grace? Grace. Uh, no, let's stand in front of the, of the turn. So, love, grace. Who are you? There's no hope. You said hope. Hope is the base for faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Which, which means that hope creates the outline. But faith is the subject. Alright? So your faith. And you are what? Trust. Then there's one more. Truth. Okay, let me be truth. Right? <laughs> I'm not a rapper, but I'm the truth. Shut it down, damn it. Shut it down. <laughs> All right, because it doesn't stop. All right. This time. So, so here, here is truth. Truth is, I got this. Who's the believer? I need someone to be a believer. Just sticks. All right. We'll take you. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> so, this is the believer wearing black. All right, thank God there's red. The blood of Jesus washes the black and turns into white. This is the believer. The believer knows the truth. What is the truth? Give me the truth. Give me the truth. Jesus' life. Not give me practical truths. By his stripes, I am healed. Let's use provision, let's use financial provision. My God shall supply all my need according to riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall 
not want. Wealth and riches are in my house. I've been old, now I'm young. The righteous, I've been young, now I'm old. Are you Benjamin Button growing backwards? I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, what? Beg bread. That is the truth. Do you know that it's possible for you to know the truth mentally, but not to experience it practically? Is that possible? So this is the truth. But Jesus was not just full of truth. He was full of grace and truth. That's why for many of us who gave our lives to Christ many years ago, who received the life of Jesus more accurately captured. You remember they would say, if you are ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and? Mm -mm, there's an adjective. And? Personal savior. So grace makes the general truth my practical and personal reality. It's grace that personalizes the truth of God. Ooh, come on, somebody get this. Grace means that Jesus did not just die. Grace is that I know he died for me. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us the forsaken ungodliness. Are you following this? So my understanding of grace determines my access to my provisions in God. The truth can give me a textbook presentation. Grace personalizes the presentation and customizes it to my situation and scenario. Truth is the fabric. Grace is the tailor. Oh, come on, y'all not getting it. So if I have the fabric, that's the difference between Ashobora and a suit that is suitable. So the, the truth is blanket, and if you are not skillful in dispersing the truth, you can actually cut people with the sword of the Spirit instead of healing them. You can use the word of God, the sharpened and double-edged sword, to kill instead of to heal. The Bible does not say the word of God, sharpened and double-edged sword, cutting off the heads of believers. It said it pierces to divide asunder between soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. Is that DJ offering? Is that him? Please let's celebrate him as Nigeria's leading leading DJ holds actually holds a Guinness Guinness world record. The longest uh, play of gospel music. 48 hours or 72 hours. 72 hours non-stop, ladies and gentlemen. 72 hours. Come on, people. Some of you can't even survive 17 minutes of praise and worship. But here comes a chick, 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 chick. We honor you. It's good to see you. Right? So, truth is the fabric and grace is the word. Shout aloud. Truth is the fabric and is the truth is the fabric and can't hear you. Shout it. And Darakuma Niga. And let me bring it home. How many of you, when you got married, you did Ashoebi, or when you are going to get married, you plan to do Ashoebi? Purple and purple, baby blue. Pigeon yellow, dog green, agbalumo orange, formulati white, right? Anybody's going to do that? Anybody? You don't want to do Ashebi? You do it now. 
Charcoal white. <laughs> so you have all the fabric and then your friends as a sign of support culturally, they want to buy two yards or three yards or whatever number of yards. Okay? They buy that. When they show up at your wedding reception, are they all wearing the same style? So the truth is the Ashraya B. Grace is the stylist. That's why it's difficult for you to judge the grace of God on somebody else's life. Ooh, I feel the power of God in here, which means I may not preach like you, but if God sent me, his spirit will back up my words. You may not like my style, but if God sent me, his grace is at work. Your doctrinal preference, oh Yakatu Bazila, may not be the same presentation as mine, but if God sent me, are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people are going to sort their SRB just straight like the good old SU and no style anywhere. Some people will build a big butterfly with the SRB. Some people will build a cap that's competing with the Pope's heart. And some people will wear this whatever they wear. But let me tell you, when grace comes into your life, it customizes your style. It makes you look good for you. It puts the fabric in the right direction. It might sprinkle a little bit of net and trim in here. Some sequence to get you in sequence can I preach to somebody this this morning that when grace comes into your life other people can say how come he does not say it like that and heaven will be like it's alright is it your grace is it your grace they might not know oh yeah 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 but, uh, they might not know what you know but the grace of God has appeared unto all men are you hearing me black men are included and white men and included can I say this Pentecostals are not the custodians of the Holy Spirit Baptist Methodist Anglicans come on if you believe in Jesus he said I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh so the manifestation may be different but it's the same grace same grace first century same grace second century same grace not everybody's shadow will heal the sick but same grace some people will speak the heal will recover others will lay hands and they'll recover same grace what's the difference infrared and bluetooth transfer not transfer are you hearing what I'm saying right now the same grace of God somebody shout I got it I got it I got it shout I got it I got it I got it the same grace some of you wish you had a more colorful past uh, it's crossed my mind a few times maybe if I was a bad boy I'll have more testimonies to share and some of you wish oh, my past was not that colorful it's the same grace you were drowning 500 meters into the ocean I was drowning 50 meters but we were both drowning and grace reached out and pulled us out is there any grace receiver grace recipient grace activator is there anybody who knows I've enjoyed the grace of God who wants to sound like Femi Okuruga and say Modupe Maria Nuba, the same grace of God, and the Bible says, Grace no definish. How do I know? But the Bible says, We're seen about grace, abound so much more. He said, The world became flesh and appeared unto all men. He said, Full of grace and truth. You scooped grace from Jesus last Sunday, Grace no definish. You relied on grace two days ago, Grace no definish. Let me go to 
five people slap them a burning blister inducer red palm infusion high five and tell them grace not the finish say with an attitude say with a swagger say with some passion say it with some love say grace it doesn't end it doesn't fail it doesn't fade it doesn't tire grace 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 i once heard bishop td jake say that grace is like a prostitute so what do you mean grace is like a prostitute say what say what's what grace is like a prostitute it will sleep with anybody it will sleep with a tall with a shot I speak grace into every broken heart, every damaged soul, every weary mind, every tired life. I speak grace. I shout grace. I shout grace over every desperate situation. Bills piling up and burying you down and under. Grace to you. I shout grace to your obstacle. I shout grace to the family problem. I shout grace to the weariness. I shout grace. Everybody throw up your hands and shout grace. Shout it one more time. Shout it again. Grace knows my size. Grace knows my shape. Woo. Woo. Mm. Grace knows my name. Grace knows my address. Grace knows my dress and my address. Mm. When I couldn't find grace, grace found me. When I couldn't see grace, grace saw me. When I couldn't look for grace, grace looked for me. When I couldn't manage grace, grace managed me. When I wasted grace, grace didn't waste me. Oh, thank God for grace. I was like the broken, blooded body of the good of the man who was attacked by the wayside as a move from Jerusalem to Jericho. But the Bible says that there was a, a good Samaritan, and the good Samaritan he had some wine and some oil and so when it saw me with gashes uh, the Levites they walked away from me and the priests they walked away from me but here comes grace saying I can't leave a broken person I can't leave a damaged soul I can't leave a weary life I will interrupt my schedule that's grace I will cut shut my plans that's grace and I got some oil that was supposed to be for celebration but healing the wound is celebration enough healing the broken is celebration enough but the Bible says that heaven rejoices when even one soul gets saved somebody shout grace shout grace shout grace that's grace it's available to me there is nothing God's grace has given anybody that I can't give to you as well. Because there is nothing anybody received that was because they were all that. People receive things because God is all that good. Because for everybody who's enjoying something that you think is because they are all that good, there are people who are better. By our human assessment. Somebody shout grace. 
So Paul says that this giving matter is not about manipulating God. It's about understanding that God wants you to participate in the pleasure of the flow of grace. Now the thing about grace is that grace always needs the outlet of giving to express itself. Grace is not expressed until it gives. Gives counsel, gives another chance, gives another opportunity, gives support, gives supply, gives money, gives time to change, gives, you know, grace to say, I'm giving you grace. You're owing money. Say, so please, can you give me the grace of two weeks? So, you see that? So, even grace gives time to change. But that's not all. Because grace makes it available to me. However, the person, truth, the person that has given me grace is a spirit. He's not a physical person. He lives in the realm of spirit and access to spirit is faith. <laughs> Are you here? John 4.24 God is spirit and they the worshiping must worship, must. The protocol of divine worship is predicated on spiritual travel. Spiritual travel can only happen in the vehicle of faith. No physical aircraft has the ability to navigate the spiritual realm. Are you here? It's only faith that has the ability. So by faith we see the invisible and we do the impossible. That's why the Bible says that faith is actually a transportation device. How do I know? He said we walk by 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by Is it not your legs you walk with? That means your faith are your legs in the spirits. Applying faith is taking steps in the spiritual realm. So the way to cover ground in the spirit is to apply faith. No faith, no movement. Because the way we walk in the spirit is that we walk by faith and not by sight. And so when our physical eyes are telling us the world is closed, the time is over, the deed is done, the case is closed. Here comes faith saying take another step. Don't forget that the strength of faith is the truth. Why? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For by grace are you saved through faith after you receive the truth of the gospel. Are you seeing? So receive the truth of the gospel. So you have faith. Now, when I receive this, this is um, he's the one receiving actually. When he's walking by faith, now, how do you evidence faith? So by faith, faith is a bridge as well. Faith is like this intergalactic, universal, transportation, time travel device that is able to navigate the visible realm and the invisible realm. In the invisible realm, it latches on to revelation. In the visible realm, it manifests as action. It is visible. For the Bible says that when Jesus saw his faith, Paul says, God, the word says concerning Paul when he preached, and he saw a man that needed to be healed. He said, and when Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed, which means that faith has a dual nature, a dual expression. It is waiting on God and is walking amongst men. It's revelation before God and it's action before men. So the way you evidence the faith that you know God is able to provide is that you will leave out provision like God would. What that means is as you are waiting on God to give you, you are a giver. 
Because you are operating by faith based on the fact that you've been saved by shout us, come on somebody. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say generosity, generosity is an understanding issue. I love understanding. Understanding will set you free from addictions you thought you could never get over. Understanding will open doors that you thought would never open. Understanding will get you back time you lost. Understanding will reduce your blood pressure. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm a man of understanding. I'm a woman of understanding. Say, I'm a daughter of Zion. I have understanding. So I said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get understanding. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So faith is, I believe the truth. And because I believe the truth, he said, he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, he that gives sparingly shall, he that gives abundantly or generously will reap abundantly. So what is trust now? Now trust takes faith to another level. Trust is, I have seen the character of God. I have not only heard the promises of God, Faith needs to hear sweet words. What is faith? Faith is, I send a message to PLT, and PLT says, Oh, hello, hello. Oh, it's so lovely. So sweet. That's trust. That's faith. I said, PLT, you know what? We're going to Bahamas next year. That's faith. Am I saying it? Maybe. <laughs> faith. What is trust? Trust is different from that. Trust is someone calls PLT and says, ah, wow, this is your husband. I always saying, loves you, loves you, loves you. You will not believe where we saw him in the middle of Ashewo, Ashewo. Ah, come and see them. See back side, see front side, see half side, see this side. And they were like this. Trust is, if that's my husband, he's there preaching. Some of y'all didn't hear what I said. So tr trust is not, oh, it can never be him. It can never be him. Trust is I know that wherever he is, he's carrying his conviction into that place. Oh, you're not hearing me. See, faith is, let me tell you what faith is. Faith, compilan. Jesus says to the disciples, the son of man must suffer many things and he must be crucified. Peter said, no, 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 no. You can't say that. You can't say that. He began to rebuke Jesus. Because sometimes faith can interfere with the divine plan. You can want something so much that you build up faith against the perfect will of God. How do I know? The last conversation. He was the one that told Jesus. Jesus said, who do men say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ. Are you here? Thou art the Christ. And Jesus said, flesh and blood is not revealed to you. But by the spirit of my father in heaven. Now, how does that happen? The only way the spirit ministers to flesh is faith. So Peter was in faith just a moment ago. Now, Peter was in faith. He was not in trust. Jesus was in trust. He said, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies in the bite alone, but if it falls, I have seen enough agricultural cycles. 
I have seen my father as the farmer, the gardener, who always harvests a crop. Oh, you are not getting what I'm saying? I have seen that when I die, I'm going to rise again. But not only will I rise again as one Jesus. He said the principle of my father is that once he dies, and a hundred come up. So as I die, come on somebody. Here will be Jesus and Peter, Jesus and Andrew, Jesus and Bartholomew, Jesus and Uche, Jesus and Jade, Jesus and Peons, Jesus and Henry, Jesus and Busiah. Are you hearing? Because my father father he's too faithful to fail oh my god my name is not moses but i've got some police and i can tell you my father he is too faithful to fail because i trust my character see faith is you will not go to the grave how can god die how can jesus die but trust is if god chooses to die there is a purpose behind it faith says my phone cannot be stolen but trust says if ever my phone is stolen God's got a plan God's got an agenda God's got a will I feel the power of God in this room right now for I am your God and I will never let you down am I not the one who parted the Red Sea am I not the one who melted the mountains am I not the one who made a way where there was no way for I will hold you by your hand and I will move you through the troubles and the torments and the tempest says the Spirit of God somebody shout I trust you God I didn't hear that shout from your belly I didn't hear that shout from your spirit. I didn't hear that shout from the depths of you. I didn't hear. Can somebody groan in the spirit? Can somebody roar in the spirit? Can somebody labor in the spirit? I trust you, God. I trust you, God. The Bible says Jesus, he broke down with tears. The word says he raised his voice with groanings and cries unto the one who was able to save him from death. Ayakaba. He said, God, if it's your will, let this cup pass me by. I nevertheless, not my will, but your will. That's trust. Trust is I trust your judgment. I trust your timing. I trust your agenda. I trust your motive. Why? Because your motive is love. And so you've got a love gift for me somewhere on this trail. You've got a love gift for me. And look at it at the end of the day. I'm going to look like love wearing the black and red are you hearing what I'm saying right now I will look like the father's love at the end of the day I will look like what he loves I will look like what he had in mind my life will be a print out of his thesis of his project of his online material am I preaching to anybody I don't let there be an explosion of trust I trust 
the way, it is those who get into that level of trust that God entrusts as trustees. Faith, I'm sorry to say, may not be all you're supposed to grow into. You're supposed to grow into trust. Trust is, even if you do something I don't like, I believe in your character and your conviction. And trust is not something you arrive at based on emotions. It's a journey. Are we here? This is the equation. And when the believer goes through this process, come, goes through this process, and it looks exactly like what the father loves, God says, wow, give him more. He looks like me. He's going to use it like I would use it. He's going to be gracious. He's going to be faithful. He's going to be dependable. He's not going to base his giving based on his emotions. Because emotions don't play well in the trust equation. He never said to Peter, upon this excitement, I will build my church. Excitement is too weak a foundation to build anything long-lasting on. Excitement is fecal. can be generated, it can vaporate. Conviction, truth, solidity, depth, weight, gravitas, substance, continuity, staying power, pressure, mountain by the way, a rock becomes a rock because it endured pressure until the clots of soil became congealed and codified until it became, are you here? Do you remember sedimentary rocks and igneous rocks? So most of us don't start out as rocks. Pressure, compact, compartment, God, can you wait? Can you tarry? Can you work hard with little resources? Can you be faithful with no compliments? Can you be consistent without agitation? Can you deliver without supervision? Can you be there when nobody else is there and still wait like Joshua after Moses is done praying for the Bible says Joshua waited on the, on the mountain for he was a young man. Can you refuse to become old before God and remain a young man before God saying God I still don't know how to walk order my steps and move my feet and illuminate my path can you do that I feel the glory of God upon this house this is the equation because don't forget what God is really looking for is not what you are trusting him to receive behind every material thing that God has placed in your heart to desire is a spiritual intention Right? He's given that scripture in 2 Corinthians 9 that says that this shall be come to the fruits, shall lead to the increase of the fruit of your righteousness and the abundance of thanksgiving. Give me that scripture, 2 Corinthians 9. It says, Now may he who supplies seeds to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of what? So when you give, part of what God is trying to produce is not, you know, people say, I give $1,000, I must read $10,000. No. You don't need God to be the one to reward that. An Aristo man can give. Are you? Sugar daddy can give $10,000. But if they do that, that's not what God wants to produce. 
He said the first fruits that must come out from the process is that the righteousness, what's righteousness? The identity of Christ in you gains ascendancy. In other words, you understand the grace of God. They operate in my faith. You believe God. Somebody say, I believe God. And the same way your righteousness was imparted by faith, the fruits of your righteousness will increase by faith, right? So I've waited on the Lord and I'm trusting you for this breakthrough, this, that and all. And then God says, wait on me. As you wait, what happens? Patience comes. As you wait, what happens? Long suffering is developed in you. As you wait, what happens? Goodness. So when you see people going through what you're going through, you are more tender. You're not prideful. You're not judgmental. You don't build a doctrine around somebody else's problems. And say it's because you're not confessing enough. It's because you didn't do prophet's offering. It's because... <laughs> you know when you're young and when you are spiritually arrogant, you can create doctrines around people's challenges. The disciples fall in that trap. John chapter 9, they saw a man who was blind from the, <laughs> from the womb. And they said, Master, who sinned? Was it this man? Or his parents? Now, please, how does an unborn baby sin in the womb? Are you saying? He said, what God wants to do with your given, with your dis distribution of resources, is that he wants to see the fruit. What's the fruit? The tangible manifestation of the kind of the tree that can go to places where the tree cannot go to. So when you receive and when you give, the fruit of righteousness is on the inside of you, but the external manifestation produces thanksgiving. Give, give us the next verse. In somebody's life, verse 11. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality. So God enriches you for liberality. Are we here? God doesn't enrich you for largesse and just, you know, for you to gobble it all up on yourself and make the Forbes list and lose the Forbes key to the keys that God wants you to open, does God wants you to open. Please make Forbes list though. Receive Forbes listing in Jesus' name. And more. But you also have to think about how to create something like Forbes. And greater. While you're enriched in everything, somebody say, I'm enriched in everything. For all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Verse 12, give us. For the administration, watch this, of this service. So what is it saying? Giving is a service. <laughs> giving is not just an activity. It's not just a part of church. It's a service. You are serving as you give. Because you are meeting the needs of other people. By the way, ministry is not a spiritual word. If it was a spiritual word, Muslim countries will not have ministry or finance. It's not a Bible word. It's an English word. To minister means to meet needs by allocating resources appropriately. Are we here? So he's saying there's a ministry, there's a service, and it does not only supply the needs of the saints. So when you give your offerings and all, what do we do? We buy diesel in the generator, we buy ACEs, we maintain the facility, we keep it clean, we buy tissue paper and all of that, do the children's church, service people online, software for streaming and all those kind of things. And uh, we're here. It's meeting needs in God's house. And some of them, some of the giving goes to charity, discipleship, missions, and so many other things. It's meeting his boy saying does not end there. What does he also do? But also is 
abounding through many what? Thanksgivings. Please, let's give God thanks for this amazing illustrative. Is this picture going to stick? Is it going to stick? Please go and be seated and wait for your reward in heaven. Right? Many thanksgivings. So when the Lord lays down your hands and says, send Cooper 10,000 or 20,000 or whatever the amount is, and you give Cooper that money, boom. The first thing is Cooper is going to thank you, right? And thank what? God. So releasing that seed makes you an agent of praise in a life other than yours. It's deep. It's like service. Just the same way people gather and Tinu led so beautifully this morning. Praise and worship. Tinu and Cooper, by the way, let's celebrate them. They lead so powerfully, so powerfully, and we praise, right? Now, when you give somebody money and the person has a private praise session, without gathering people, you have offered a service. Are we here? This is part of why the enemy fights giving. Because he's fighting against the glory of God. He's fighting against people attributing things to God. This is the reason he will hardly fight an unbeliever who wants to squander money, you know, sleeping with people, burning up stuff, destroying things, setting up. Why? Because then the money in the hands of a person takes on the character and advances the mission of the person. So money in the hands of an unbeliever takes on the character of the unbeliever and advances the mission of the unbeliever. Money in the hands of a believer takes on the character for the moment whilst it's within the purview and control of the believer and advances, are we seeing that, the cost of the kingdom. He said that he's not only about supplying the needs, oh, thank God Cooper can now buy this, that, and the other. It's also abounding through many. So what happens? Here comes Cooper. He takes out of that and gives us God portion of 10, 20%, whatever the percentage is, and he gives. And because he gives, we're able to buy, I don't know, first time our packs or something. Like, oh, wow, thank God we've never been stuck or stranded. We've never borrowed. Are you, are you following that? So it, the Thanksgiving does not end with him. Then it takes maybe 5K out of it and it does a portion for his mom. And his mom's like, ah, you just sent something last week, now two weeks. Oh, my dad, oh, my dad, where? Oh, Jesus. Thanksgiving. That's why he said many thanksgivings to God. Are you saying give him the new light? Don't put yourself at the center. Put yourself in the bridge part. God in you, given to you. God in you, given through you. And it's a cycle. It's all going to come back. Let's go to verse 13. Now I'll give you a list. Verse 13. While through the proof of this ministry, you see, he calls it a ministry. While through the evidence of this ministry, the glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. So it's a ministry. Somebody say, I will carry out my ministry. Who should you give to? Let me give you four, five questions. Maybe six quick ones. <laughs> Number one, you have to give to God. And primarily, his body, his local church, the local church you belong to, and his work on earth. That's the first thing. You have to give to God. You have to give to God. And we see First Chronicles chapter 29, David shares something so powerful from verse 10. You can read from verse 10 to 20. 
It says, therefore the Lord, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our father, forever and ever. So you see, David had a New Testament revelation. People hardly called God their father in the Old Testament. Are you following? But David was like, now my papa, you be. He had revelation because it tapped into grace. That's why I was able to eat the shoe bread. He operated in a new dispensation, in an old chronological dispensation. Because your dispensation in life is not really about chronology, it's about your theology. That's why we're in the New Testament, but there are many Old Testament believers in the New Testament. I don't have time to unpack that one. Who got it? Raise your hand if you got it. Point, look at all those people that got it and ask them to explain to you. So your dispensation in the spirit is not about your chronology. That's the movement of calendar. It's about your theology. That's why Moses, he enjoyed grace. Why was he giving people law? Noah found grace in God's sight to build an ark without chainsaw. That's grace. Is <laughs> that, O Lord, our Father, forever and ever yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth. Is yours, everything. Then it says, the victory of your majesty, yours is the greatness, the power and the glory, and all of that. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Does this sound like the last line of the Lord's prayer? David was so in tune with the courts of heaven that what Jesus would say eventually, thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, David tapped into it by revelation. Are you hearing that? And then it went on and on and on and on. Read all, to, all the way to verse 20. Number two, so you give to God. You give to his house. You give to your local assembly as priority. Where you are fed and where you are led. Let me just say this. It is not very responsible for you to be fed in a place and led in a place. And then you're given or the bulk of it goes to another house. That's like, this is an imperfect illustration. But it's like you are in Unilag and you're paying your tuition to Lasso. Someone said, but Why? Shout to say, but why? Are you using Lasso toilets? Are you using Lasso laboratories? I, I do understand. I don't want to go too deep on that. But, yeah, you get it. <laughs> it's like eating in uh, KFC and going to pay in Chicken Republic. <laughs> yeah, that's like what it is. So, you're in a local assembly. The bulk of your given goes to that local assembly. All right? If you have a private prophet, a secret evangelist, a personal apostle, then you can, <laughs> you can either start attending their church if you feel led in that direction. Or you do an honor gift from time to time. If there's a ministry or a minister, that, but the bulk of your assignment comes to your local assembly. Is that clear enough? First Chronicles 16, 28 to 29. He said, give to the Lord. All families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. People say it's just glory and strength. No. He said give to the Lord glory to his name. What's the next thing he said? Bring an offering. Please look at your neighbor say from today you are not allowed to show up empty. Say but what if I don't have? That's because you've not process what we just did if you press what we just did there is a level of faith that first of all says god i need seeds to give god does not only give bread for your consumption he also ministers seed are you seeing that 
to sow. So the God you're expecting to give you something that you consume has already provided something that is a seed. I remember when I was pastoring on campus, PMs, remember this. You remember PMs, there were times at the end of the semester we would have like 12 wristwatches that people had given as gifts, as offerings. I remember there's some of that. I don't know. I think it was Maiwa's tip at the time. He actually went to a house on the rock and he gave his shoes as offering. Like we're doing like crazy things. People will give clothes and things. And I think that there is something sweet about that level of innocence. Where you are like, God, I'm giving. I've done a number of times. I will give my, all my transportation money and say, God, meet me on the way or meet me at home. You build trust that way. That's the way you build trust. That's the way you build trust. You have a personal history with God. You have milestones and landmarks in the spirit. These are some of the things that our fathers in the faith have that all these new theological activists <laughs> have not attained to because they have a walk. You may call it imperfect. God knows. That's why I said to Abraham, walk before me. And be perfect. In other words, there's no man that walks perfectly. It's God that perfects all of us. Said so the spirit of just men made perfect where? What's that justice? If your posture is right, God will write off some of your wrongs. Because the blood, when I say some, you will write off all. But there are some you like give up and carry on. But there are others that people say God should punish but God is like, now nah, my picking, leave him. I know what I will deal with, how I will deal with him. Are we here? Number two. Give to your parents and pastors. Give to your parents and pastors. First Timothy chapter 5, 3 to 4. Honor widows who are really widows, but if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn, as in let those children and grandchildren learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. In other words, he's talking about widowed, which means that the breadwinner has gone, but it can also apply to vulnerabilities. Mom has lost a job. Mom is old. Mom has retired. Basically, there's no income source. Part of God's kingdom provision template is that the offspring, what comes out of a being, should feed that being. Especially moments of vulnerability. This is people in America who understand this more. That it's possible for your records not to be popular. Your name is not on any billboard or anything. But you are living in one nice mansion in Alaska or Florida or somewhere. How are you making money? The royalties from the songs you wrote 20 to 30 years ago. What are the songs your offspring, your brain children? Are you seeing that? Will pay you every month or every quarter depending on the deal. You get a royalty check. I release grace. For that dimension of wealth in this house. He said they repay their parents for this is good and acceptable for God. So there's the part of repaying your parents, but it's also the part of honor, which goes beyond repayment. You honor them because God decided to use them as conduits to bring you into the earth. The second, the part of our pastors, 1 Corinthians 9, 9 to 14. 1 Corinthians 9 to 14. For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about? God is saying, it's not oxen God is talking about. Is it don't muzzle the ox. In other words, don't put a gag over the mouth of the oxen when it's treading the grain. To tread the grain means that the ox is using its force, its weight, its gravitas to grind out food. 
that will sustain the system. Paul is saying, God is not talking about oxen, he's talking about his ministers. That when a pastor is on stage for four or five hours on a Sunday, and maybe four or five hours, midweek service, and this pastor's meeting, and that leadership meeting, and all is exerting his weight to get our spiritual nourishment in a way that is easy to digest because anybody can have the wheat, right? In a way that is clear, refined, easy to digest, said that person, you must eat out of what is treading. Are you here? So in Galatians 6, he says that you should minister to those who teach you the word, right? So there must be a portion for your parents and your pastors. I'm raising number three. Give to your family. Give to your family. And we could put the scriptures in the WhatsApp group so that people can have access and study and ask questions if necessary. Give to your family. But if anyone does not provide for his own, 1 Timothy 5 verse 8, if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of the household, it's talking about the body of believers, he has denied the faith, and he is worse than an unbeliever. So he's saying your family must be sorted. Somebody say my family must be sorted. It does not matter how many philanthropic projects you have outside the home. Your home must be well taken care of. Your, husband, your wife must not be seen walking on the streets whilst you are busy buying kekena pep for every girl on the streets. Right. Your husband as well, because in some cases, the family finances are more uh, sponsored, as it were, by the woman. Right? There are cases where that happens where you have a project and you have something as a woman that is bringing the bulk of it. Now, that's not the time to condescend or to look down at the husband or to say, well, I must be the one to sign the checks and all of that. Instead of arguing about the check, check yourself. Number four, give to the poor and those who can't pay you back. Give to the poor and those who cannot pay you back. Proverbs 14, 20 to 21, the poor man is hated even by his own neighbor. But the rich man, he has many friends. He who despises his neighbor's sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Blessed is the one who has mercy on the poor. Proverbs 19, 19, 15 and 17. Laziness cast one into a deep sleep and an idle person will do what? Shout louder. So far, hunger. But he who has pity on the poor, verse 17, what does he do? He who has pity on the poor, what does he do? He lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. Who's going to pay back, the poor or God? The Lord. Why is it, a, why, if I say lend me money, what does that mean? That means I'm holding it temporarily. I need to use it. Why is God committed to the poor? Because the covenant of God is you open up your hands and you satisfy the hunger of all living. Poor or not. Lazy or not. So if somebody is poor and you give to that person, what you are being is that you are being God's instrument to fulfill his benevolence in the earth. God said, I owe you. So when you give to beggars, don't just give despisingly, disparagingly. All you can do is beg. You see your life? No. Are you here? Come on, somebody, are you here? All right. Uh, Luke 14, 12 to 14. This blessing remarkably one month devotion. I mean, I've seen a long time ago, but about a month or two ago, one of my devotions, and I just saw it, I'm like, wow. 
Luke 14, 12 to 14. Then he also said to him who invited him, when you give a dinner or a supper, this is Jesus speaking, when you give a dinner or a supper, Cooper, don't go too far, I'm about to wrap it up. I'm going to wind it up. When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends. Hey. Do not ask your brothers. Hey. Your relatives. Hey. Not your rich friends. Hey. Lest they also invite you back and you'll be repaid. He's saying that when you throw a party and all the people you invite are your friends, your community people, social elites and all, that is the payment. He said, but when you give a feast, what should you do? Invite the poor, the maimed, people that have their limbs caught, the lame, their limbs are there but they can move, the blind. And what will happen? You will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you shall be repaid where? At the resurrection of the righteous. Come on somebody. Say so in my head I'm already thinking the next party I'm going to do I must do another party or a side party or a hidden party for people that are not my friends. Come on people. We don't teach these things enough so it sounds strange. This is Jesus. He said, I know the score book. I know how God judges. Let me give you expo. When you have a party and all your friends are people, hey, they will post your picture. Hey, Baba, okay, okay. He said, that's your reward though. <laughs> that's your reward. But you should do something hidden that is lavish for people that cannot pay you back. Why? Because God cannot owe you. He said, that thing you spend, it translates into heavenly Bitcoin. God's blockchain. I will not block you, but release a chain of blessings. All right, got to close. Verse, verse five, number five. I won't read this one now, just cite it. Give to projects and causes you believe in or you are sent to. So causes that look like what you're doing or the assignment of God upon your life. What's the scripture reference? Exodus 36, 2 to 7. Exodus 36, 2 to 7. What's the point there? They were building the tabernacle and they kept giving and giving. And Moses said, man, it's enough. Last point, number six. Not the last point on my notes, but the last point we can take. Because I had another six points on how you should give. <laughs> After I live in eternity, that's how come I think I can cover all these things in time. Number six. Give to people who have emergency needs and occasions in which you have to give. So if there's an emergency and you are able to give... Right? If there's an emergency and you are able to give, don't come and say, oh, this is not in the portion today. And somebody's about to die and they need blood in the blood bank. They say, ah, it's not my portion. <laughs> right? Uh, Hebrews 13, 15 to 16. Therefore, let him, therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, given thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So sacrifices are things that are not convenient, but you do it. God, the Bible says God is well pleased with that. You didn't plan for it, but you do it. God is well pleased. Amen. Shout hallelujah. So this is how our lives and our finances are. God blesses us with this. As I'm like, what's the worst that will happen? And when it breaks, we'll break through. 
So we have this apples, right? God sends you apples. When it sends you apples, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, right? Sends you ten apples. He expects you to portion the apples. I gave you how many portions last week? Eight? Eight portions. Portion the apples. But what many of us do is the moment we get the apples, guess what? Any apple where I see now. Don't worry, they were properly washed before now. And they are now washed. No problem. Properly, properly. That was instructed. And even if it was probably, my anointing is clean enough. <laughs> Someone should come and try to touch my apple. If I talk, come and come and ask for my apple. Leave my apple, Joe. See your apple. No one squares telling you say A for apple. You did not say. Do you want? That's a nice desire. go on social media. See my apple. I've got nice apples. Sometimes a computer. Sometimes a tablet. But we actually need divine tablets to make us well. So you got apple to buy the wrong tablet. Let me all together. Who stole my apple? Oh, I moved my apple. Who moved my apple? Then we keep the apple and we forget that we even had apples. And it's going to get spoiled. Because you have all those half-eaten apples everywhere. Oh, can I preach a little bit? You've touched this portion and that portion and that portion. And everything is doing machine. I'm now your God. Is that some paganism, some idolatry? I'm not your God. So we have all those portions and God says you got it wrong. When you have a pool, a harvest, first things first, prioritize me. I gave you the brain to till the ground. I created the soil before you got here. Your grandparents were buried in the soil that brought it forth. I can take your breath in one moment. Why do you want to eat all the apples before you ask, Daddy, what do I do with this? Prioritize me. Say, God, what's your portion? God says, oh, God, bring it out. (laughs) 
God says, wow, this guy gave me three. What? I can never let man win me. How can I be the creator and say he's more blessed to give than to receive and all I'm doing is receiving from him. Angels, bring me another set of apples. Because God is the most blessed. He's the most blessed. Give me more apples, angels. This boy deserves some apples. Anigumala. Meanwhile, the other apple is that is busy eating all his apples. God is speaking, cannot hear, because when there's food in your mouth, sometimes there's no sense in your breath. Because thou art faithful with three apples, I will trust you with more. So now it looks like, uh uh-uh, my ten apples have become four. I'm the eater, but he's the sower. There's three, I've changed the game now. He's now the sower, he's no longer God. I'm now God. His ten apples now have a whole lot more. And all of a sudden, guess what happens? He's better at apportioning. So what does he give me again out of this? He gives me this three. What else? Open it up, open it up. And then, Jason is praying, praying. God, I need apple, I need apple. He said, go and meet my son. He will give to you as I would give to you. This is the reason people who don't give, they often remain dependent on those who do. Because God said, I can trust you. Go. Don't, don't beg again. Go and give to your people. And when it gives, what do you say? Thank you. What do you say? Thank you. That the administration of this service will be unto many Thank you. thanksgivings. Are you here? And then I raise him up again. I say, but boy, you are very good with apples. Who's a good catcher? Who's a good catcher? Who's a good catcher? Free apples in service today. All of a sudden, guess what's happening? He has now become the window of heaven that God has opened. He, his heart is an open window where God can pour resources. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please don't let it hit you. I can't guarantee the anointing on the apple will heal you. Come on, somebody get this. There is a rain. There is a rain. There is a rain. There is a rain. And I was thinking, I was thinking that at least somebody will come back to give me one of their apples. Because if somebody came to give me one of their apples, I will give them more apples. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying? Are you here, somebody? Because the way it works is, oh, you, you come, you come. You can have all of those apples. Uh, you can have more. You want to give me? I'm God of all flesh. There's nothing you can give me. The castle on the thousand hills are mine. You give me this, I'll give you more. I'm a wounded with blessings. I'll open up windows you never knew existed. I will throw into your space secret supply streams. Do we have more apples? Come on, bring more apples right now. I feel God opening something up in the spirit where you thought it was over. God has still got more. Somebody shout, there's still more. There is still more. Where it came from, Harry, come get some more. Who want Dami Bangan get, get some more? There is still more. 
there is still oh come on don't wound the apples there is still more there is still are you here there are enough apples to go around but where are the trusted harvesters where are the trusted stewards we are the trusted people who will say this one million is good but it's nothing compared to the billions of dollars God has in mind I open over this house the spirit of generosity I give unto you that which I have the openness of heart to be able to bring in abundantly in the name of Jesus you are baptized in it you are resourced by it somebody shout yes somebody shout yes somebody shout yes shout I'm a giver I'm generous I yield I give I pour I express I release more turn it into a prayer turn it into a prayer there are enough apples to go around there is abundance we're gonna give let's give the ministers and the pastors some apples and then we'll give the first time some apples and then we'll give the people who haven't seen in a long time some apples there's more to go around there is more I know you got a job but trust me there is more there was a time in my life I thought a million was a lot I thought five million was a lot I thought 10 million was a lot but when your responsibility grows and your work grows and the mouths that you feed grow you discover that you're just getting started with tens of millions because there is so much for God to do there is so much for God to do there is so much and it says give me your little I'll give you my much give me your finite I'll give you my infinite give me your basic I'll give you my advanced give me your natural I'll give you my supernatural give me the predictable I'll give you the unpredictable so you've got to systemize it put it on auto debit don't allow your sentiments regulate it structure it make it permanent give a debit order take it seriously let's make it the new normal because the Bible says it says the God who gives seed to the sower and he gives bread to the eater he's gonna cause your service to yield the fruits of righteousness people are going to know that there is something about you that has changed you're no longer rude and cocky you are now temperate and considerate you now think about other people you now yield yourself more because you're led by the spirit you now know not everything that comes in my life is mine to eat and mine to consume there is a passion for God there is a passion for daddy and mommy there is a passion for pastor there is a passion for my mentor it may not be every month but I can do some quarterly I can do some annually semi-annually but I put honor behind it it does not have to be what they have but what I have I must give with honor somebody shout yes somebody glorify God somebody appreciate your father who keeps on giving and giving and giving and never runs out can you appreciate God that when one door closes he opens several others that though it seems you might be out of a job you are not stuck somebody was out of a job for six months but somehow God kept them because there is a supply chain that has nothing to do with Naira and Kobo. Can we just thank God for his faithfulness and his goodness to us. You are faithful and you are good to us. And we thank you for the privilege to partner with you. 
We thank you for understanding. We thank you for light. We thank you for what grace has made available. We thank you for what faith has made accessible to us. We thank you for the understanding of your love. We thank you for trust because we know that you are dependable and reliable. So we are not afraid to give. We are not afraid to be lavish. We are not afraid to be generous because we understand trust that even when cash leaves our life, resources will always remain in our lives. We give you all the praise and our, our praise. All the, we give you all the praise and adoration, our Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can someone celebrate your lavish God, your generous God, your loving God, your trustworthy God, your dependable God, your gracious God? Hallelujah. Can we also appreciate the bringer of God's word, Pastor Dami, for giving light and understanding. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.